Meg noticed a trickle of sweat on Aiden's brow as he labored to maneuver the pickup through the close quarters of workers and stalls and other vehicles. The slightest mishap or fender bender could lead to talk of insurance and a driver's license, and the fact that Aiden didn't have either. He had taught himself to drive because he'd had no choice. More than once, a car, motorcycle, or ATV had been their only means of escape. This is the first time we've ever driven something we didn't have to steal. The fresh produce was being unloaded from the trucks into endless rows of connected warehouses. These ranged in size from large storage lockers to the massive complex run by Great West Supermarkets, the Turnbull Farms' number one customer. While Aiden helped the Great West people unload the pickup, Meg tried to lie low. It was impossible. The produce terminal was too crowded, and an 11-year-old stood out in this adult workplace. The probing eyes produced a fear in her that penetrated her soul. She was not easily recognizable as Margaret Falconer, but she could tell from the frowns and furrowed brows that her features were familiar to people. They knew her from somewhere. They just couldn't place it. And if one of them figures out there's a $25,000 reward on my head, a hand grabbed her shoulder and she practically jumped out of her skin. It's just me, Aiden soothed. Let's beat it, she urged. I've been getting weird looks left, right, and center. It's only a matter of time before somebody puts a name to the face. If we keep on hiding, we'll never be able to make our move on Hairless Joe, her brother countered. The mysterious bald assassin had been hunting them since Vermont. It had taken a lot of terrifying near misses before they had realized that Hairless Joe was none other than Frank Lindenauer. We don't have a move, she pointed out bitterly. Up till a week ago, we didn't even know that Hairless Joe was really Hairless Frank. He was just a big cue ball who was shooting at us. What makes you think we can go anywhere near him now? Aiden dropped his voice to a whisper. I might know a place where we could set a trap for him. Meg pounced on this. Capturing Lindenauer was the only way to prove their parents' innocence. Where? Here. Are you nuts? She hissed. In this madhouse? It's only a madhouse during work hours, Aiden argued. At night, it's probably deserted. Look. He indicated a few rows of older, shabbier storage units on the far west side of the facility. No trucks were parked in this area. No workers swarmed busily around. Meg squinted after his pointing finger. I guess they stopped using the old section when these newer warehouses went up. He led her around a parked forklift to a small rise where they had a better view of the abandoned structures. They were about the size of single-car garages and could be secured by means of pulling down metal gates. If we can convince Hairless Frank to meet us in one of those units... Maybe we can lock him into it. It was a measure of not just their daring, but also their desperation, that Meg didn't even question the wisdom of such a dangerous plan. But how do we get in touch with him? We don't have his address or his phone number, and Frank Lindenauer is probably a phony name. It's not like we can take out an ad in the paper for a murderer and hope that he answers. Aiden looked surprised, then impressed. Meg, you're a genius. She was horrified. I'm kidding! But I'm not.